This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. We are uh, pleased to note that this is actually our fifth annual Thanksgiving holiday Radio Parallax. Hard to believe, but true. Uh, We like to keep things light here on this holiday, and we like to dedicate the program, as we do, since it is aired every Thursday at 5 o'clock on KDVS. Dedicate the show to those who still have to work in hospitals, in the police force, the fire department, wherever it may be, maintaining civilization, as it were, on this red-letter day. Thank you to all of you who are manning their posts so the rest of us can uh, enjoy the turkey and mashed potatoes knowing that you're out there. And since this is a holiday program, we're going to try and, uh, again, keep it light and give you some fun stuff. So what we're going to do in our second segment is give you one of our an encore performance of one of our favorite interviews of late. That would be our September interview with Mark Anderson. Mark is the author of Shakespeare by Another Name. So we'll discuss in segment two the immortal bard of, well, maybe not the immortal bard of Stratford-on-Avon. Well, and in fact, probably not. But anyway, uh, that's a fun interview. We enjoyed that very much, and we hope you will too. In our third segment today, we're going to air uh, one of our all-time favorites, which we unfortunately cannot take credit for in this program, but which is an airing of our all-time favorite This American Life program featuring Ira Glass. Stay tuned for that. On this date in history, which is November 23rd in 1889, Louis Glass and William S. Arnold install the first jukebox at the Palais Royal Saloon in San Francisco. The device was a coin-operated Edison cylinder phonograph. For a nickel, a patron could listen to one of four songs. No, we're sorry to say we don't know what the selection was. On the same date, eight years later, in 1897, American Andrew J. Beard invented the Jenny Coupler, a device to automatically hook railroad cars together by simply allowing them to bump into each other. It remains in use today. In fact, uh, on, on many a still night from my home in Sacramento, I can hear the handiwork of Andrew J. Beard as, uh, as the uh, Southern Pacific Railroad, or whoever it is, uh, links up their railroad cars. November 23rd in 1921, U.S. President Warren G. Harding, probably the worst president of the United States of recent times, at least prior to George W. Bush, signed the Willis-Campbell Act, forbidding doctors from prescribing beer or liquor for medicinal purposes. This, this was an attempt to close a widely exploited loophole in prohibition. On November 23, 1948, Dr. Frank G. Back of New York City patented the first zoom lens, which eliminated the need for multiple focal length lenses mounted on a turret. And on November 23, 1964, the Vatican abolished Latin as the official language of Roman Catholic liturgy and naturally sets up this irresistible segue. 
Get in line in that processional Step into that small confessional They're the guy who's got religion I'll tell you if your sin's original If it is, try playing it safer Drink the wine and chew the wafer Two, four, six, eight Time to transubstantiate So get down upon your knees Fiddle with your rosaries Bow your head with great respect And genuflect, genuflect, genuflect our quote of the day comes from IBM founder Thomas Watson, who once said, if you want to succeed, double your failure rate. Our statistic of the day comes from the Wall Street Journal, which noted recently that 12% more people left home between 5 a.m. and 5.30 a.m. last year than workers did five years ago. These early risers are the fastest growing group of rush hour commuters. And yes, I think we need that same sound effect again at this point. Because getting up at 5 to commute just can't be any fun. Let alone getting up at 4 so you can hit the road by 5. Oof. Our uh, quip of the day comes from our good friend Tom Burka, who on his website, Opinions You Should Have, noted the following news story. Prominent male hooker forced to step down amid accusations of sex with sleazy evangelical leader. A prominent male hooker, Dirk Blackman, was forced to give up his position as head of a large national prostitution ring when it was revealed that he had repeatedly had sex with sleazy evangelical leader Ted Haggard. Members of the prostitution ring were shocked by the allegations. There are some things you won't do even for money, said one man who gave his name as Johnny Love Handles. All right, let's do the good, the bad, and the ugly. According to The Week magazine, it was a good week a couple weeks back for leveling the playing field after Japanese sumo officials ordered wrestler Kokai, a 375-pounder from the former Soviet Republic of Georgia, to shave off his beard because opponents said it gave him an unfair advantage. The bristles are very hard and prickly, said rival Musoyama. It hurts. It was possibly, on the other hand, a bad week for the Clinton legacy after a CNN poll showed that in an imaginary presidential election, voters preferred John McCain to Hillary Clinton by a margin of 48 to 47 percent. But they would choose Hillary Rodham Clinton over John McCain by 51 percent to 44 percent. Well, as Shakespeare asked, uh, what's in a name? Apparently, in this case, everything. And it surely was an ugly week for the five people you meet in heaven after a chaplain who baptized Jeffrey Dahmer in a prison hot tub announced that the serial murderer, molester, and cannibal accepted Jesus and thus was saved before his death. People can change, said Reverend Roy Ratcliffe. And that's the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, we have a couple of items here left over from weeks past. Uh, you may have noticed that Air America filed for bankruptcy last month. Uh, its star on-air personality, Al Franken, said he hasn't been paid in months. You know, when we gave Al Franken a sample of Radio Parallax uh, a couple of years bo ago, before he started his program, 
we said when you get your show going, you're gonna want you're gonna want us on your team. Well, Al never called, and look where it got him. A spokesman for Air America, which builds itself as the liberal alternative to conservative talk radio, says it will stay on the air while it negotiates with creditors. And in fact, it has remained on air. All right, let's close with a few items from the What's in a Name uh, article that appeared in Mother Jones. It's actually in the current Mother Jones, the November-December issue for 06. Item one. Apparently this year, the Association of Trial Lawyers of America changed its name to the American Association for Justice to, quote, reflect whose side we're on, unquote. And no, we, we have no insight into whose side they are on. Item two. Many churches have dropped Baptist from their names, says the pastor of one such church. Some people mistakenly associate the Baptist name with an angry, judgmental kind of fundamentalism. We at Radio Parallax are baffled at how anyone could have gotten that idea. And my personal favorite from this article, although in 1992 MTV banned Sir Mix-a-Lot's raunchy Baby Got Back, Last year, Target stores paid Sir Mix-a-Lot an undisclosed sum to change the chorus to Baby Got Backpack as part of its back-to-school marketing campaign. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. You're listening to Radio Parallax. I'm Douglas Everett. And the name of that article we remind you is What's in a Name? Again, quoting the immortal bard, who we will discuss at length in our segment to follow. Don't go away. Smooth skin, you say you wanna get in my bins? Well-